Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. You know who it is. It's uh, it's sad Ulysses Sombrano today. Depressed Ulysses. Yeah. We are the hosts of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, our podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and send us your emails, lockedonrays at gmail.com. We do plan to do a mailbag episode at some point this week. So get them in, lockedonrays at gmail.com. Comments, concerns, questions, thoughts, stream of consciousness, voice memos. Get them all in, folks, while you while you still have the time here. And, and you know, already two people have sent uh, uh, their, their thoughts. Walter mm-hmm. uh, Rosado and, and Ty McCann has uh, sent his. Austin and Ben in, in other ways as well. So, you know, get them in. Uh, we're yes. going gonna to maybe even do t- a two-parter mailbag. Uh, but today... We kind of th- thought this is a ventathon. Ventathon. A ventathon. Yes. Uh, nothing specific. We, we kind of just want to say WTF happened because uh, where where can I start? Um, I'll start with this one. Kike Hernandez broke record after record after record this postseason for the Red Sox. That, yes. That's that's a franchise that has gone to the playoffs plenty of times mm-hmm. and has been in the league a lot of times. It, they've been so many. They've been in the leagues for so many years. They have black and white grainy video yes. of the Red Sox. So a guy that is breaking records left and right, you choose to pitch to him with the base open. That's that's who that would be as if the Dodgers would have rather faced anybody but Randy Rosarena, right? Right. No. Why why would you ever pitch to the guy that's on fire, literally on fire? So I, I'd have to start with that one. I, why is JP Fire Eisen with a base open facing uh Kike when you have the option of a double play? That is a good point, although you also have, and this just speaks to the strength of the Red Sox lineup, Devers on deck, who was three for four in that game and, at that point. And you know what? It shouldn't have even gotten to that point if Yandy Diaz takes a little bit more time on that off-balance throw and maybe Choi does a better job of scooping that up. It wasn't Billy Hamilton running to first. It was Travis Shaw. I looked up his sprint speed. I think 17th. 18th percentile in other words the dude's slow and you had a couple of steps yeah you had a little second there to get that throw to your liking again one wrong doesn't make another one yes should yandi have made a better throw yes should Gmon still picked up yandi yes mm-hmm. why are you still pitching to kike though because yeah. i know you understand three for four righty against lefty all that but we've all seen devers's swing this this postseason it just he does not look like he's 100 percent, and you know that if you can execute on that fa- fa- fastball up mm-hmm. in the zone 
He's going to swing right through that. Don't do what Shane McClanahan did, which is leave that 98 down Main Street. With Don't no, do that. With no movement whatsoever. Bells and whistles and like warnings of, hey, here, here's a fastball coming right up. Like, no, up in the zone. He just didn't execute the pitch, but that was the right pitch, a fastball. But you got to go up. Fire Eisen can do that. He showed that during his outing yesterday that he could hit that fastball up, up in the zone for a strike. Mm-hmm. Why do you face Kike Hernandez when you can put an option for a double play and execute and just die there? Yeah. I, I'm not saying that that was the easy choice by, by any means. The guy's three for four. Devers, like, he's a really good hitter. But at least he's not – Kike, like, I mean, it, right. it's like you you taught me, you, you told me yesterday, what would you rather get, get, you know, punch in the face with the right hand or the left hand? Like, well, you know, depends. Depends. Is, is the guy a right yeah. or a lefty? I mean, is he strong? Does he lift? I don't know. Kike is this year's Randy Rosarina. Yes. So why are you phasing him with the, the season on the line? So Ventathon will start like this. Locked on race listeners. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Mm-hmm. Give us a like, subscribe. Also, write down in the comments, what do you think about not walking Kike Hernandez? Was that the right choice? Would you have done the same? Or would you have walked Kike Hernandez? Because that's how I see it. I would have walked him. Now, Kevin, would you have walked Kike? I really, I don't even care at this point. I, I think they would have lost either way. I think the way that that game was going, look, you didn't have a lot of options. You had to throw Fire Eisen out there in the ninth inning. I think that after the Rays squandered some of their opportunities that they had, that that was going to be the Red Sox game one way or the other, quite frankly. I think even if you walk Kike, I don't even know if I trust JP to get Devers out. And then after that, you have Bogart. So at this point, it might be moot. I just look at it from this perspective, from the jump. I mean, I didn't have, you refused to let me give my scoring prediction. (laughs) yesterday yeah i did we i a lot of people didn't have a good feeling about this game coming in and there was a really bad tone set immediately we thought oh look at that swing by randy rosarina going into the gap that's a double that's a triple and then renfro makes an impossible backhand catch i don't know and like the the odds of making that catch I don't know. One out of a hundred. If 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 Renfro ever wants to like make a highlight reel of his career, he just has to choose twenty twenty one against the yeah. Rays, and then just show it to his kids, and he'll look like a superhero. Look, he hates the Rays, and I don't blame him, quite oh. frankly, because of the whole Blake Snell twitch thing. Like that gets you off to a bad foot. Like I've got to come into this organization where the Cy Young pitcher basically is crapping all over me on video games and it's going viral. I got to walk into this mess. And then who is no going, thanks. who's going to back up uh, uh, either, either player. You think Willie Adamas was like, no Hunter's yeah. cool. Or he's going to go like, no Blake's my guy. He's been with me all the time. Like, no, everybody's going to gravitate towards the ace. What yes. he thinks. So Hunter must've felt a little bit kind of odd in the beginning. And then he doesn't really like how the Rays do things about platooning. He's yes. never platooned. I mean, we've talked about this endlessly in, in his player review of last year, mm-hmm. you know, just like jo- Yoshi, Yoshi Sutsugo. There are guys that have never had to platoon. They were always just regular guys and they come to the Rays and then they have to do that. It, yeah. It's a whole thing. So yeah, Renfro so- just, 
unreal. Yeah, so that was that was how the game started. That was the first play, first out of the game. And then the ump, next batter, Wander Franco, takes the bat out of Franco's hands. I mean, Franco would have been better off just leaning the, the elbow, the forearm out a little bit and just taking one for the team because that might have been the worst strike three call I've against seen. the Rays this season. That, that might be the worst strike three call in baseball this year. A hundred percent. You know, the one that I could still recall was a game in Texas with Joe Nathan closing it out and Ben Zobris was at the plate mm-hmm. and just a curveball down in the, in the dirt. They called it a strike to end the game. And you're like, are you serious? That one was probably yeah. number one. This is, has to be number one A, B. Yeah. You know. Right. I mean, how tall is Franco? He's acting like Franco is damn Aaron Judge yeah. when Franco's like barely 5'11". And that might be a ball to judge, quite frankly. That was so upstairs in the zone, up and in. Unreal. So, yeah. So that was that was the second out to start the game. And then uh, what does Brandon Lau do? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's see here. Oh, he strikes out. That's what happened. So that was a, a rough one, two, three. And it's like, okay, yeah, could be in for a rough yeah. night here. So we will continue this discussion. Uh, Ulysses, uh, we got to tell the, the listeners out there about rock auto. I mean, if, if you're going to, if you're going to squander and, and sulk about this raise loss, at least you can save some money. I mean, on some car parts, right? Honestly, you, you can do two things. You can save time and money when you're using Rock Auto, Kevin. I mean, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? It doesn't make sense. Just like pitching to Kike Hernandez does not make sense when there's a free base open and the guy's on fire. But Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Even Hunter Renfro against the race. They have it all. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that Kevin and I sent you in a very, very somber way. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's going to be that episode, folks. Oh, why not? We have upset Ulysses. Unreal. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Like, I'm just, you saw me after the game. Yeah. Uh, I just, you were a mess. I was a mess. And, and I woke up and I was just kind of like, okay, it's, it's fine. You know, these things happen. And then now getting into the podcast, I'm right there again. Mm -hmm. I'm right there again. Brandon Lau, where did you go? Where did you go? You 39 home run beast. Where Mm -hmm. did you go? You man who went on fire since mid June. What happened? Is it the bright lights? I, I, I mean, some guys just can't cut it in October. Some guys are just in another level in October. What is Brandon Lau? 113 at bats. I know people are like sample size, sample size, sample size. 113 at bats is nothing to sneeze at anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It really isn't. And Kevin Crash moment. Putting Brandon Lau third in the order to start against Eduardo Rodriguez. I I don't care if it's lefty, righty. I don't care if you're setting the ball up on a tee. You don't don't bat Brandon Lau third 
in that game, in my opinion, after we saw, after what we saw from those first three games. This is the thing, though, that it, I, I talked about yesterday. Why is he treating the postseason like it's like it's the regular season? It's two different things. Mm-hmm. It's two different things. You can shuffle in and out Maza and Lewis Head and Dietrich ends. You don't. You can't do that in the in the postseason. So you got to stop acting like it's the regular season. You can let Brandon Lau get some confidence batting third yeah. in April, May, June. Oh, July. Here we go. He's on fire. Now we can let him go face lefties and batting third and all that. We're all happy about it. You can do that in the regular season. You cannot do that in the postseason. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and you have Austin Meadows hitting seventh. Why? I mean, why <laughs> not just flip those two guys? I mean, you're having both lefties on there. Yeah. Why not have Meadows hitting third and 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 Brandon Lau hitting seventh? I mean, just yeah. just for for enemy's sake. I'm sorry, Kevin. One more no, thing. Yeah, go ahead. You're killing Wonder Franco, Kevin Crash. You're killing him. I mean, what Wonder Franco did with having Brandon Lau behind him, you should already build a statue and give him a blank check to Wonder Franco and yeah. say, you get whatever you want because you did that damage with Brandon Lau behind you. Imagine what he could have done if there was actually somebody that got one measly hit in the postseason behind Wonder Franco and not Brandon Lau. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would almost make the case that, hell, if you're going to bat Brandon Lau that high in the order, put Brandon Lau in front of Wander Franco so he can at least get some decent pitches to hit. That might be the thing. And then, yeah, so to your point about Austin Meadows, the guy who actually helped manufacture a run to slowly get the rally started, the guy who worked a 17-pitch at bat, which is like the longest postseason at bat in 30 years or something crazy like that. He eventually struck out on a slider, but still, all intents and purposes, a very, very impressive AB, and we've seen some flashes from Austin Meadows while we haven't seen anything from Brandon Lau. And when he did make contact, it was swinging bunts, basically. It was dribblers, if that. And here's the thing about Brandon Lau, okay? He doesn't have the luxury of getting 90 plate appearances against the Baltimore Orioles. No. He doesn't have the luxury of getting 25 plate appearances against the Minnesota Twins. No. He doesn't have the luxury of getting 25 plate appearances against the Miami Marlins. Here's the thing that I think, and this is what we talked about last season, strikeouts, strikeout rates. It gets magnified in the postseason. What does Brandon Loud do? Yes, he's got a lot of power packed into a small frame, but he chases, he swings and misses, he's aggressive, he strikes out, he struggles on off-speed and breaking balls. What do you have in the uh, playoffs? You have better pitching staffs. Yeah who have better command and control in firmer fastballs and firmer off speed and breaking and better advanced scouting. And if you can execute that to a T, which we saw, and then it just kind of matriculates and gets into Brandon Lau's head. He looked like he, you were going to have to put him in a mental hospital after I, some of those at bats. And, and this is the thing that, you know, people are me like, Oh, well, it's not look just, by watching baseball, you, you don't even have to watch baseball. If you know nothing about, about baseball and I show you his body language, mm-hmm. his face, we are all human beings. We know when somebody's happy, when somebody's angry, when somebody's sad, when somebody's terrified. He did not look comfortable at all. 
Yeah. Especially yesterday, like more than like at all. And, and, and Topkin asked him actually. So I got to give props to Mark Topkin here. How, how, you know, how are you dealing with, you know, not getting hits? And, and he said, it feels like not getting a hit in 16 med bats. And then he pressed on a little bit more and he said the same thing. It feels like I haven't gotten a hit in 16 med bats or whatever. Yeah. This is the guy you're about. You're batting third. Like he's not even like, yeah, he's angry, but he can respond more than one phrase because he's that angry about it you're gonna hit him third you're go- why are you putting so much pressure on the guy yes. he can't even answer a question he can't even answer the question of why he's struggling and you're batting him third kevin crash yeah and to your point ulysses about in the playoffs you don't have time to uh he'll figure it out he'll solve it let's just hey keep rolling him out there keep rolling him out there if you're going with that theory, then why not leave Drew Rasmussen in for a little longer? Why not leave Shane Boz in for a little longer? Why are you so quick to pull the hook on Shane McClanahan after two-thirds of an inning? If you're going to do that to the pitchers, why? if, if you're going to pull out Jordan Luplo after hitting a grand slam to, to work the, the matchups, <laughs> uh, you. maybe you should do something about Brandon Lau. It's not like you... There's other guys that can play second base. Joey freaking Wendell would be one guy. Who he didn't. He didn't make an appearance in the game yesterday. Not once. Not one appearance in the in the last game of the season. You just sat down an all star. You just it, sat down an all star because of what? <laughs> because the ego of Brandon Lau would get hurt because you're protecting Brandon Lau's ego. Is that what it is, Kevin Crash? My man, it's a team. 26 men, and they're all men. And I know Brandon Lau is a man too, okay? Yeah. So you should have some sense of responsibility that it's the team first and not one guy. Isn't that the whole thing about no hitters? Isn't that the whole thing about complete games? It's a team effort. Mm-hmm. It's a team effort. What happened yesterday putting a guy that is clearly struggling batting third behind the guy who is on fire in Wander Franco? You're not helping Wander there. You're not helping the team. And you had an all-star in, in, in Joey Wendell not make a, a, a single yeah. bad appearance. A, a single or a even bat. as a defensive replacement, you wonder if he gets that play. At third? At third. Maybe he makes inappropriate throw. Uh, and, and that's not even talking about Francisco Mejia only getting one at bat in this whole damn postseason. Yeah. One at bat in a clunker of a game. I just, a lot of size. I didn't know that I was still this uh, upset and frustrated. Yeah. I hope, you know, locked on race listeners, I, I, I you know, I apologize if I'm getting to be too, too much, but, uh, you know, I want to hear from you. Uh, you know, are you this upset? Do you think that leaving Joey Wendell uh, in, in, in the bench, is, is that okay? Batting Brandon Lau third, is yeah. that okay? Uh, having Austin Meadows batting seventh, is that okay? Uh, I want to hear from you guys because from my vantage point, it's pretty clear that none of those things are okay. No, you're right. And you made a really astute point as we were watching the game yesterday. Like the Rays have figured out the market inefficiency of using 40, 45, 42 pitchers, however many pitchers they've had to use this season. They don't have the luxury of a Durham shuffle in the postseason. No. They don't have that luxury of, okay, we're going to swap. Let's call up Adam Conley. Let's call up Lewis Head. Let's make a move for Dietrich Ends. Let's let's literally throw the kitchen sink at everything. You have your set roster, and you can't 
fiddle with that whatsoever unless you try to sneak or, or squeak by with an injury or something like that. And they sort of had an opportunity with Whistler, and they didn't capitalize on that. And uh, last I checked, Whistler was not used yesterday. Well, there you go. So, Well, there you go. And, and, and he was too valuable, though. Mm-hmm. Cash said he was too valuable. Too valuable to put on the IL. You, you so needed a guy in the guy dugout with uh, crazy eyes to really intimidate the Red Sox. I think that's what it is. So, so the guy that's too valuable to not put on the IL uh-huh. is not as valuable to put on a game four situation with a tight ball game in the eighth. Yeah. So the, incon- the, the incongruency between what Kevin Cash – Kevin, sorry. In this episode, it's not Kevin Cash. It's Kevin Crash. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Kevin Crash, what he uh, says and then what he does are completely two different things. And it would be really nice to see somebody that has the credentials to ask Kevin Cash these sorts of questions to do so. Because I know that if we had the ability to do that, yeah. I would hella do that. They don't let us in the Zoom calls. They do but not. But they let uh, Steve Carney in there. They let Neil Solons in there. They let uh, Topkin in there. Oh, oh, but I bet, you know, those are softball questions, right? Well, how, how, does, how does it feel to get 100 wins and then, not, you know, be knocked out of the playoffs? Wow. Yeah. In-depth question right there guys they're on deadline oh they're ooh, on deadline nobody nobody got ejected this whole season <gasps> oh what a great tidbit <laughs> thank you so much that's amazing oh how did you ever find that out speaking of media interviews um you talked about these guys are men these guys are adults yeah. these guys are professional athletes i don't know what led or what went into this decision but shane mcclanahan was not made available to the media, that's a travesty. That is a travesty. I don't know if that was he told the PR people that he didn't want to speak right. or the PR people Chose opted not. not to make him available, but that is okay. so BS. That is so unfair. And to force Andrew Kittredge and Mike Zanino answer questions on no. behalf of McClanahan's duty performance, I still want to say... I, I'll just say BS. I'll just say BS on that. I, I, I know you're you're a rookie, but I don't care. Stand you, you up. Made, you, you appeared in the postseason last year. You made what? 30, 35 starts. You're the ace. You're the ace of this team. Where are you? You're, you're throwing. He's throwing chairs in, in, in the bottom of the clubhouse. Okay, I get that. But muster up enough strength to answer questions for five minutes. Yeah. Freaking do it. The fandom deserves that. The fandom deserves that. Yeah. And, and 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 you deserve to, you know, put a little bit of green Skittles here and there sometimes. When you that is true. Conference. Yeah. Well, I lost some green Skittles on the Rays over the course of this series. I don't think I was the only one. But yeah. uh, there's always more green Skittles out there. There you go. And you should use it at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Well, there's definitely no more Rays baseball to watch this year, so we've got to watch some football, I guess. Uh, yeah, so Bet Online, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Remember to use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. That's locked on, L O C K E D O N. Oh, and bet online. It is where the game starts. I'm, I'm serious. I, I, I need to hear from race yeah. fans. I need to hear from all of you guys. 
I want to know if you're this upset like we are. I want to know if you're just completely okay with it. I I, I do want to say this mm-hmm. in my hot heatedness of the moment. There will come a time, maybe even as soon as tomorrow, where we can look at it fondly. Yes. Not today. Give us today to vent. So for all of you that are listening, you're like, oh, you guys are so negative today. Well, just give us today. <laughs> We're going to be negative today. Okay. Tomorrow we can, you know. Oh, what a great seed, yada, 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 and all the mm-hmm. roses and pretty, and oh, yeah. the, wind, the window of opportunity is, is wide open. Uh-huh. Not yeah. today. Today I'm upset. Today I'm upset because the Rays are a better team than the Red Sox. The Rays are a better team than the Red Sox. Now, yeah. in this series, not so much. Was that due to performance? Yes. But was that due to maybe some outside uh, unexpected things, i.e., mm-hmm. the 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 contact from Renfro, the the obstruction, not no, no judgment call, the umpire strike zone that was called at least the, the most egregiously uh, being yesterday. Kevin Crash appearing from game two and never leaving um, the scene. Game Friday or the game on Friday that just <sighs> bled it open. Yeah, uh, and you know. The thing is, we, we said, okay, that they didn't chase the W on Friday and how that's wrong. What did they do yesterday? They chased that W. Mm-hmm. They chased that W. They put Kittredge in a 5-0 game. Why didn't they use the him on inning, Friday? But on Friday, where the bleep was Andrew Kittredge? Where the bleep was Pete Fairbanks? We had what? to save him for Monday, right? Oh, wait, yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, they didn't pitch for a week, and you and you didn't chase that W at home, where we've got the cowbells, where you've got people that are supporting you, where you got people that are not going to throw things at you because we're a classier city than Boston. Yes, and you decide not to chase that W in your home field advantage. You let people start walking out in the seventh inning because they've seen enough. When you had Kittredge, you had Fairbanks. What were you waiting for? Yeah. They w- weren't going to pitch for a whole week. And then you used them for two for, for two for two innings. And didn't Fairbanks was used for two innings as, as well yesterday? Yeah, he was very good. Yeah. Uh, inning and two-thirds. So you, you couldn't have done the same thing on, on that Friday night game. You couldn't have done that when you saw 5-2, 5-3, 5-4. You couldn't yeah. have done that. I, I, I just Kevin crash all over the place. And you know what? He's probably, he should win AL manager yeah. of the year. And, and, and that's a very good distinct line that we have to make. He was a great regular season manager, if mm-hmm. not the best in the American league, but in the postseason, awful. Yeah. Awful. I'm telling you this season for the Rays. It's been like the Sopranos. This 100%. might be, I mean, is it fair to say this will have to be a deeper topic, but maybe the most disappointing ending to a season in Ray's history. The, the most disappointing one for me as a fan was 2010. Okay. Because that, that was a tank of a team. You got CC doing amazing things, BJ Upton, Evan Longoria, uh, Carlos Pena, you you had every Matt Garza price. Shields, yeah. I mean, Shields was not in his best, but um, you you had such wasn't Soriano there in 2010 too. So you you, yeah. you you had a lot of really good pieces, and then boom, ALDS, you get knocked off. We now, after 10 years, I think we look at at that 20 team fondly, like wow, that was a really good team. But we mm-hmm. always say, man, they could have done better in the postseason. 
I have a feeling that 2021 is going to take the cake on that feeling. We're going to one day, not today, Mm -hmm. not today. One day we're going to look at the 2021 season like, wow, that was a really cool season. Yeah. I'll say that today. It was a really cool season. A hundred mm-hmm. wins. That's amazing. That's amazing. A team that entered the playoffs with the second best ERA in the American League and the best offense in the American League. And this is what you got. And this is what happens when you enter the playoffs and you have best of five series instead of not saying this would have made a difference, but it would have been, it would have helped to have a best of seven. And there is actually a very interesting stat here. And it just goes to show you that playoffs in baseball and maybe some other sports as well, a bad call, a bad bounce, a bad break. Yeah. And that can ruin your fortunes. And I would not be surprised in the least if the team that the Rays just lost to wins the whole freaking thing. Uh, they look like they, Hey, they have, they have starting pitchers. They have pitchers who have more than two pitches. They have Eduardo Rodriguez who has like five different offerings. Nate Eovaldi who has five different offerings. You've got Chris sale who, uh, the Red Sox were warming up. I think in the eighth or ninth inning, they weren't messing around, but there's a stat here and it just goes, Hey, it throw everything you did in the regular season set it on fire and throw it out the window uh, of the 18 American league teams to win a hundred games in the wild card era, starting in 1995, seven, seven of those 18 have lost in the division series round. Moreover in the eight years of the single game wild card matchup, the top seeds have lost a division series to the wild card winner seven times leap yeah <laughs> leaping bleep. oh my gosh i think if you've watched enough baseball as we have and i know our mm-hmm. locked on race listeners have as well there's something about the postseason that it's not only who you get hot but you need to have like some magic feel you have yeah. you have that, that little magic dust around your victories they've had that yeah they've had that since game 162 in that comeback in, against the Nationals. Mm-hmm. They, that's all you need. That's all you need. And, and I think they they looked the part. They are confident now. Hopefully they do not win mm-hmm. because I want the Giants and Longo to... Heck, to, to the Brewers or Giants. That's who I'm rooting for. That, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm going nationally. The, yeah, Giants I put or my Brewers. cards on the table. Yeah, quite even frankly. the Braves, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but uh, to see Charlie Morton get a ring. But yeah, yeah uh, folks, <laughs> today was uh, emotional. <laughs> Thank you for allowing us to be emotional and, and have our, our heart right here in yeah. front of you. Um, we'll have a little bit more in-depth analysis and maybe a little bit more numbers. I actually did look up Devers and JP versus JP. They've only faced twice. Mm-hmm. One was a walk and one was a double. So take that as you may, small sample size or whatever. But that, that's the, the, the historical between those two players if you want to. Look, I, I think it go, I'm, I'm going to reiterate my point. I think the Rays were screwed either way. In that scenario, it was ugly. It yeah. was ugly. But I'm saying, can you make it less ugly? <laughs> like, <laughs> but also on that play, I think the Red Sox bench emptied and were on the field before the completion of the, of the sack yeah. fly. Yeah. Like Zanino couldn't even get to the ball. They were like, oh, it's Meadows. It's a noodle arm. Let's go. That, yeah. Love uh, Meadows, but we all know he doesn't Meadows, have Meadows, first base DH. Goodbye, Choi. 
Goodbye, G-Man. We have a new first baseman. It's Austin Meadows. And it's Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows is going to be uh, picking up those uh, those bad yeah, throws. Get that her. glove. Start working on that yeah. larger, thicker glove. Hey, what are we doing? Player reviews right yeah. now? No, no. That's for next uh, week, folks. Yeah, so again, reach out to us. We do want to hear yes, what you please. have to say on the season, on the series. Preferably lockedonrays at gmail.com. We love the voice memos. If you just want to send us a message there, that's Voice fine memos too. get priority, guys. Voice memos will always get priority. So I know Ty McCann sent us a voice memo, so he's yeah. definitely going to be we, on the show. Jesus has sent us a voice memo yes. before. We've, we've gotten some other ones too. Yeah. Um, or if, if you're not comfortable with that, again, just, just type us an email or uh, it, it takes us not to go inside baseball, but you know, we'll, we'll filter through the Instagram and Twitter DM messages. If you'd rather reach out to us. Yeah there but we'd love to hear what you guys have to say assuming assuming we're still on the air tomorrow who knows they may pull the plug on this thing <laughs> don't scare they, they might be looking for somebody that that speaks french i don't know that knows how to make poutine i don't know I don't you know, know that look uh look thank you guys for listening thank yeah. you guys so much for bearing with us and i and i hope that we have made this really magical season up until the playoffs uh a good one for you guys we mm-hmm. we enjoy what we do we enjoy listening to you and your thoughts we always want to get you involved so that's why the 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 call for your thoughts and your yeah. vents it's okay for you to vent and we have this platform to allow you to vent so yes. please please do so go race yeah it's okay to be sad it's okay to be angry um you know yeah it's okay what's funny i don't even think we said the score i mean you you guys know it uh the Rays lost yeah. six to five yeah. <laughs> they lost in the eight no the way dude did they I hear I thought we were going to watch another game tomorrow. Oh. I still can't believe it. I'm, I'm still trying to, did this really happen? Oh. Did the course of events, a series of unfortunate events, did they really play out? Don't. Like they played out. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, Sign us off. Yes. Thank you. Thank you again for making the Locked on Race podcast your first listen every day. And we will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, be sure to check out the latest episode of the Locked on MLB podcast.